beautiful morning and we want to bless the name of Jesus Christ. I don't know about your time zone, but it is in the morning in our nation, Uganda. And um, I'm here to take you into our wonderful devotions. This is Pastor Dennis of all the way from Freedom Experience Ministry, Kampala, Uganda. Uh, um, we are in this wonderful teaching series whereby we are learning our God, being the God of glory. The God I'm bring, bringing to you is the God that has already dispensed himself into the believers. And uh, we need to know such a God and uh, the extent of that God. We have gone through several, several teachings in this series. Uh, the story about experiencing God's eternal uh, New Testament plan. And we have seen the kind of God that has entered into man and the, the, the process he has gone through, the, the steps he has taken and um, uh, the major, major steps he has gone through. Then we have seen him and his person. We went through several, several uh, teachings. Uh, recently we talked about uh, this God being uh, God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then we went on to see him in his trinity. We went on to see. And recently we saw him as the God of glory, whereby glory is God expressed. And uh, we discover that whenever God is expressed, that is glory. That is glory. So we went into details in the Old Testament to see how God manifested and uh, uh, and his glory was, was expressed and God was seen through and by his glory whenever he visited man attracted Abraham, he attracted the, the, the children of Israel, he attracted those that were near him uh, by his glory. So we discover that his glory was a great attraction to whoever he wanted to, to call, like Abraham. He was separated and sanctified from the world and to God because he was attracted by the glory of God. Steph, uh, Stephen went on uh, Stephen went on to explain this wonderful glory that uh, ab that attracted Abraham so that's where we we stopped the other time and I want to continue from the same uh, the, the God of glory called Abraham praise the name of Jesus now in case you missed all our previous uh, previous episodes just know that this is episode 17 and you need to catch up with the 16 uh, past episodes for you to, to to know where we have come from and what we are uh, we are teaching praise the name of Jesus Christ so uh, we have seen the God of glory that called Abraham and Abraham was attracted and was called by that glory now the same principle is the same with us today we all have been called by the Lord in his glory we have been captured his glory. One day the God of glory came to us and through the preaching of the gospel and we were attracted, convinced and began to appreciate him. Just remember they could preach to you and uh, it couldn't make sense until you were attracted, until you were convinced and you began to appreciate what they are telling you about this God and, uh, and his son Jesus Christ and during that time I believe that the gospel began, began to become attractive to you 
you, you, you began to be convinced and you began to appreciate the gospel. And during that time, God of glory, the God of glory, began to transfuse. He transfused some elements of, of his being into us. And we believed in him spontaneously. Now, to be attracted by, by God of glory, by the God of glory, it means that God transfused himself into us. And called, uh, uh, he called us, we became the called ones. And without our realizing, and we are conscious, uh, we are not conscious about it. Praise the name of Jesus. You did not realize that he is entering you, transfusing himself into you. You did not know that. And uh, this can be best uh, compared to radium, radium treat treatment. Radium treatment that is uh, practiced in modern medicine today, patient is placed under the x-ray unconscious of the beams he is not aware of the beams that are penetrating him he is lying there he does not know because he is unconscious so we may say that god is the strongest radium he is the strongest radium if we stay with him for a period of time we will will transfuse himself into us and this transfusion will cause infusion will cause saturation will cause permeation until god fills us until god saturates us he infuses himself into us and once god has transfused himself into us we cannot escape we must just believe and we'll always believe in him Remember, he found the, the Peters and John. They were doing their business and uh, they were fishing and then he just called them, follow me. These people dropped their nets and followed without questioning, without asking why is this man. So they were attracted by the glory of Jesus Christ. Let us continue to see the Father of glory because we have been talking about the God of glory. Now we need to see the father of glory now when we go back in the scriptures uh, in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verses 17 because we read there and we discover that he's also not only the God of glory but he is the father of glory and in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verses 17 it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, a Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. He is also called the Father of, of glory. And as we have pointed out, glory is God expressed. So, therefore, we see that the Father of glory is God expressed through His many sons. When God is expressed through his many sons, the believers, he becomes the father of glory. He began by being the God of glory to all that he came and encountered, all that encountered him. But to us, the believers, he is not only the God of glory, but is more so the father of glory. The title father here implies regeneration. The words glory implies expression. Therefore, the title the father of glory implies regeneration and expression he has 
regenerated us is our father we carry his genes but he has also expressed himself unto us in the course of regeneration we have been regenerated by god and we are now his expression hallelujah so we have already been regenerated we are born again but in the future we shall be glorified and express god's glory the, the bible talks about uh, the future glory we are about to to express in the book of romans chapter 8 verses that whereby he says that uh, moreover whom he did predestinate them he also called and whom he called them he also justified and whom he justified them he also glorified so there is a future glory but we can also still express a, a kind of glory today in, uh, in a subjective way because of what god has done in our lives regeneration of many sons and the expression of god they are the end of the divine economy the divine plan of god will end in glory we are going to be glorified and this is consummation of his divine economy and through his crucifixion remember the lord jesus accomplished redemption for us and as a result we the fallen creatures we have been redeemed then we were regenerated to become sons of god the father so that we may express him now in our day to day life as believers we should do our best and by the grace of god to express god to express the father of glory on the day we are glorified um on the day we 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 are, we are going to be glorified god will be fully expressed from within us today we carry a certain kind of glory that uh, might not be much expression but on that day we are going to be glorified we will fully express him from within us and in this way we shall become his expression in full praise the name of jesus the bible says in the book of hebrews um, hebrews chapter 2 verses 10 whereby it says that for it became him it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering now in the process god is leading many sons into glory he's leading us somewhere in glory leading many sons bringing us unto glory now that means that this is the last step of god's great salvation this is to bring his many sons into glory romans chapter 8 tells us that god's work of grace upon us began with his foreknowing through the predestination and then he called us in his calling and then in justification he justified us and will end with his glorification that is in verses 29 to 30 it took us through these steps praise the name of jesus and romans 8 continues to tell us that the whole creation is eagerly expecting the revelation the glorification of the sons of god hoping that this the creation 
itself will enter into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. That is in Romans chapter 8 verses 19-20. Whereby the whole creation is eagerly waiting to enter the same freedom. The freedom of glory that we have as children of God. Hallelujah. So this will be accomplished by the Lord is coming back. When the Lord comes back, we shall see his glory. We shall see his majesty. The Bible says in the book of Philippians, chapter 3 and verses 21, it says, Who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body? When he comes, he shall uh, rupture us, then we shall go through what we call the transfiguration. And through this transfiguration, we will be changed. Our vile body will be taken off and we put on the glorious body according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. That is what Ephesians, uh, Philippians 3.21 is revealing. Now, at which time we see that we shall appear with him in glory just as Colossians Three verses, four states that when he appears, we shall appear with him in his glory. He says, when Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in his glory. So we are waiting for such a glory and this is our hope. This is our hope that Colossians one twenty seven is emphasizing, saying that there is a Christ in you that is the hope of glory. In other words, we are hoping glory. We are not hoping shame. We are not hoping uh, disaster. We are not hoping the lake of fire. Believers, they don't hope for that. We hope for the glory of God. And this glorification of the sons of God um, as the goal of God is salvation will last through the millennium kingdom and we will be manifested and to be manifested in fullness in the new Jerusalem for eternity. That's why when you come to Revelation chapter 21, you see that uh, we are now in the new Jerusalem. Verses 11 says that having the glory of God and the highlight, they're talking about the new Jerusalem, which is the holy city descending. Having the glory of God and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear and crystal, clear as crystal. And when you read verses 23 uh, of Revelation 21, verse 23 says that, And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the lamb is the light thereof. You see, in the new Jerusalem, we don't need sun because we don't need the sun because God is going to be shining upon us. Jesus is going to reflect his glory to the fullest. So it will be day. There's not going to be night. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah for that. Now, allow me to continue with the, uh, something still uh, concerning the father of every family in heaven and on earth. The father of every family in heaven and on earth. We are trying to see him in these plain words, how he is um, explained himself in plain words and 
they are scriptures written in the Bible that prove to us that this is the kind of God that we have believed in and this is the kind of God that is dispensing himself into us. Now we take him as the father of every family in the heavens and on earth. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, Ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 and 15. It says that this for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father, of whom every family in the heavens and on earth is named. This is Paul. We see that here Paul does not refer to God, but to the Father. The Father in verse 14 is used in a broad sense here, signifying not only the Father of, of, of the household of faith, Remember, Galatians chapter 6 verses 10 is showing us this God as as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the house of faith. But the God that is here is the father of every family, not only now the church, but is the father of every family in the heavens and on earth. The Father is the source, not only of the regenerated believers. In other words, the Father does not, not only our Father, is also the Father of other families. Praise the name of Jesus. Yes, there is there are other families in the heavens, whereby is, is their Father. In other words, He is their source. Here we are talking about origin. He is their origin. They originate from, from Him as their source. So, it is also the Godhead, the God who created mankind, just as Luke 3.38, but it's also the Father, the God who created Israel. Isaiah 63, verses 16, the Bible talks about him being the creator of Israel. Praise the name of Jesus. So, he's still fathering, he's still fathering Isaiah chapter 63 the Bible says in verses 16 verse 16 it says doubtless thou art our father though Abraham be ignorant of us and Israel acknowledge us not thou O Lord art our father our redeemer thy name is from everlasting when you come to Isaiah 64 uh, verses he says that but now O Lord thou art our father we are the clay and thou art our potter um, and we will all and we are all the work of thine hand so he, he created Israel and is also the God who created the angels the angels call him um, their father when you read Job 1.6 Bible talks about the gathering of the sons of God. And this time the sons of God are angels. They are not only the, 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 the regenerative believers. It is the, the God who created Israel. It is the God who created the angels. In other words, he has many families. So the Jews concept was that God was father only to them. They didn't expect that he can be a father to the Gentiles and a father that has got families in the heavens and on the earth according um, to Paul. Paul sees this revelation and uh, he tells it 
the Jews. They didn't know about the, the, this revelation. Praise the name of Jesus. So he prayed even to the Ephesians, uh, the Ephesian church, and he prayed for them that the, the father of Israel, according to the Jewish concept, is also uh, their father. So it was a great revelation. Now, when we come to the Greek word rendered family, family, as it is stated in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 15, it is also translated fatherhood, fatherhood, implying a family. And since God is the source of the angelic family in the heavens and all the human families on family, on rather on the earth, so it is uh, of God that every family in the heavens and on earth is named. So in the heavens we have the family of angels and uh, in the cherubims and even other creation in the heavens but here on earth is also having he has a family see so uh, just as producers give names to their products and fathers give names to their children because they are the source of these children praise the name of Jesus Luke chapter 3 verses 38 indicates that through creation God is the father of mankind. Oh, in this verse we see Adam is called. When Adam is called, he's called the son of God. This does not mean that Adam was born of God or possessed the life of God. He, he was not. Adam was not born of God. He was only created. He was created by God. He didn't possess the life of God. And this is why he was positioned in front of the tree of life to eat God through the tree of life because he didn't have the life of God. He was only created and God breathed unto him. Praise the name of Jesus. So, we see that to Adam, God was his origin. So, he was a father in such a way. Based upon this, he was supposed to be the son of God just as the angels are sons of God, yet God did not uh, give birth to them created them. But in that case, they're supposed to be the sons of God. So, even as the heathen, the non-believers, they considered, they consider uh, mankind to come from God. Remember when Paul went to to, to Acts chapter, in Acts chapter uh, 17, verses 28, it was in a certain city where there was no knowledge of God. But they had that sense that even mankind it's coming from God. In Acts chapter 17 verse 28, it says that, For in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your own poets. These poets are not believers. They are not uh, born again. They were Gentiles. They were heathen. But they knew, they had the knowledge that man comes from God. And God is the father. The man is offspringing from God. So they say, it says that for in him we live, we move and have our being. As certain also as your own poets have said. For we are all also his offspring. So the poets were heathen. They did not know God. But they had this sense that they are originating from God. So... Here they were only created by God. They, it doesn't mean that they were regenerated. They received the life of God in them. So this is absolutely and basically 
different from the believers that have believed in Jesus Christ. Because for us who have believed in Jesus Christ, we become sons of God. And he has imparted his life into us. We have been born, regenerated of God, and we possess God's life and God's nature. We have a lot of scriptures to explain that. Beginning from John chapter 1, verses 12 to 13. Read John chapter 3 verses 3 16 rather chapter 3 verses 16 you read the second peter 1 for we are partakers of his divine nature when we received him the bible says in john 3 16 and those that believed on him they received eternal life you see and those that have believed have received this god kind of life so there is a difference between us and other families that are not born again praise the name of jesus so when when acts chapter uh, 17 verses 28 mentions about um for in him we live and move and uh have our being even as some poets among you have said we also are his offspring you see that it, the statement begins by the words in him we live we move and we are all that we have our being. This denotes that man is life and existence and even his actions, they are of God. This does not mean that man has God's life. It doesn't mean that man has God's life and lives and exists and acts in God as do the believers because we the believers in Christ we have God's life, we live God's life, and we exist by this God who has given birth to us in regeneration, and we act in this God because it's inside us now. So, this is the difference between believers and man in his existence. Because we are born of God, we possess his life, and we have a nature and we live we exist and we act in God's person because God's person has entered into our soul life when he entered into us in our spirit as a life praise the name of Jesus so all men are God's offspring in the sense that Adam was called a son of God because God is the creator the source of all men he is the father of them and them all. That's also indicated in Marakai chapter 2 verses 10. Now, in a natural sense, not in a spiritual sense, as he is the father of all believers, Galatians 4.6 mentions that we are regenerated by him in our spirit. And I'll read First Peter 1.3 as our last verse before uh, we finish. The Bible mentions First Peter chapter 1 verses 3 says says that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again. Now the word here begotten us again means that one time we are begotten of God in Adam but we didn't possess the life of God. But when we, we received Jesus Christ as, as our Lord and Savior, he begat us again by being a father, imparting his life into us. So he says that he has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 
And remember here in John chapter 3 verse 5 to 6 talks about that he who is born of the spirit that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So here in the way the way he has given birth to us again is by the spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. Now allow me to stop here because uh, we need to see uh, in details next time uh, what we are still talking about but because of time I cannot exceed the time that I have with you every day. I trust God that uh, you are following and being blessed and you are learning more and more of this God. I trust God that by this wonderful teaching series you are going to see a broader light and a broader picture concerning the kind of God that is dispensing into himself into believers and his person. Praise the name of Jesus. And once you know such a kind of God to his, this extent, you will love him. You will you will serve him. You will believe in him without any doubt in your life. I am Pastor Dennis Matov, Freedom Experience Ministry. In case you are missing our previous episodes, just download Freedom Experience app. Once you have our application, you will have access to all our content and our programs and ministry. And you can even visit www.freedomexperienceministry.org and you will you'll be in touch with every activity that we do. May the rich God which bless you. May the Father of glory be your enjoyment until I come back. God bless you. Bye bye.